on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Instagram gets all self-aware and you'll never believe what they're about to do. Oh, the placements we know. We may finally be getting some insight into where Performance Max ads are showing. And we've got more clarification on the Google Ads redundant keywords improvement. I mean bug. I mean bug improvement. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock, just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO and analytics, social media and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. New shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernhell. AKA Shop. I'm Jessica Lee Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially marketing o'clock. Here on January 13th, 2023. Hello everyone. Thank you for joining us for another fabulous episode. We are joined by Greg Finn for the first time in the new year. Greg, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm good to be back. I haven't seen you in person. We had a snowstorm, and then Bruno 19 got me. Mm. Finally, after all this all this time, I've not had it. I was finally introduced to Bruno 19. Thankfully, pretty mild case of it. But it happened New Year's weekend. I was supposed to have a family Christmas. Got it canceled. And then I was supposed to have people come over for New Year's to my house. Had to cancel that. And I'm sitting there with my kids. Can't, obviously can't go anywhere, so I'm home for five days. And I must have kicked and watched 200 field goals be kicked because I got my son a field goal kicking thing for Ooh. Christmas. And thank God I did because I was just outside fielding field goal kicks. And that's all I was doing this whole time. So You sure active. Yeah. It was not, I mean, I can't go. I can't leave the yard. Yeah. You know, so I'm sitting in the yard shagging field goals what are they called wedding prison rec shagging time? shagging balls what what it's like a term for like catching ball tables back me up if you're out there and you're shagging know, it balls it sounds like an like austin power somebody's like, like yeah. hey can you Between go shag trojans balls last week it's shagging this week i, I got bp going on i need somebody to shag balls batting practice tables I've never heard of shagging balls thank I you you were talking about football <laughs> yeah but you're collecting it's like you're not the one doing the action you're making it so the person can kick or so that somebody can have batting practice. You're out there. Shagging? Google Don't Google shagging. <laughs> it's Friday the 13th. Should we acknowledge that while he's oh, that's your ruining his search history? <laughs> All right. In baseball, shagging is the act of catching fly balls in the outfield outside the context of an actual baseball game. Wikipedia. What are you doing in the outfield if there's no game? You Because you're helping people hit. You then get the balls and you bring them in and throw them into the pitcher. That's like when I accidentally hit Kristen Yotis with a softball and gave her a black eye in the third grade, warming up. Were hey you girl. a softball player? Yeah, not that was not long before I quit. Hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm back. It's great to see you. And then obviously before that, we had the blizzard. So, And we had like a flurry at the end of the year of content. We had our clockskers. Thanks for everybody for all the kind words on that. And then we went ahead and got, I know we talked about last time, but our top, just those rhymes <laughs> were insane last week about our top 50 PPCers. So um, we hustled hard to do that. I was thinking too, like, what if we did top 50 SEOs? How funny would that be? It's just like Adam DeFrisco. All of like, Adam DeFrisco yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a good segue to use this as a little opportunity to plug Agency Scoop is back. It's our agency's other podcast. You know it's hosted by Jill Fetcher. And now Maggie Humphrey from our team is her co-host. So it's really fun. They're sitting down together. Um, so it's not going to be as many guests anymore. It's like a new energy for the podcast. Love it. It's my go-to when I'm shagging balls. I cannot can't say that anymore. <laughs> and the new episode's about remote work, and it's kind of fun because like Jill likes to work in the office, and Maggie works at home a lot, so it's cool to get both takes there. So definitely subscribe to Agency Scoop and be sure to check it out here. To be fair to them, though, Maggie has a cute dog, and Jill hates dogs. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Working from home. Oh. Like her dog Oakley is pretty. Like who wouldn't want to work home? Anyway, listen to the episode for all the deets. 
Yeah. So anyway, that's that's what I listen to when I'm shagging balls. That should be our next T-shirt. <laughs> that's our next T-shirt. Shagging balls. The shagging ball Z. I like that. It's a picture of Jess with like a baseball. Don't glove. you? No. Balls. Because I'd have to be. <laughs> you can't animate me though. I hate anime. Right. Well, that's we're what Dragon Ball Z. You. Is it Dragon Ball shagging Z or balls Dragon Z. Balls? Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z. I will not be wearing this shirt. I'm busy. Sorry. What's the news, Jess? <laughs> this just in, kids. Shopping is not one of Instagram's most used features. Weird. Is anyone surprised? It is the worst experience that Instagram shop. I bought one thing from it. It was a Johnny Bananas Christmas themed t shirt, one of the ugly sweaters. It's. <laughs> it was Johnny Bananas from. Is that the sweater? Guy you've sent us before? Oh, no. no. I love him, though. Yeah. I love him. This is an ugly sweater from one of the MTV Real World Road Rules Challenge superstars, seven-time winner, Johnny Bananas. He put out a shirt that said Bananas uh, for Christmas. I I wasn't familiar with Mr. Bananas' work, so I'm sure. You can go get it if you want. It's upstairs. Very appealing sweater. And you've converted from Instagram and made purchases a lot, but not... It wasn't Instagram shopping? Yeah, they like send you off. Okay. And I do that a lot. But yeah, actual Instagram shopping? No, who has time for that? It's, it's, it's supposed lo- to save time. It doesn't. It it's doesn't. It's low-key harder because yes. the, the, the Shopify... doesn't work? Shopify is actually trying to do this and they have their shop platform. And when you purchase on Shopify, you get these shop points. I have like $39 of shop points. But trying to go through and buy something... Like, they haven't figured out the way to get sizes right. They had, it, It's, like, such a cumbersome thing. They just put, like, a unit in, and you're like, here's a shirt. It's black. It's a small. I'm like, well, I'm looking for the shirt that's gray and a medium. Where it's, it's, like, a – it's really clunky to try to make one size fits all. And that's always how I felt with Instagram shop is it's sort of like this one size fits all. Which is not how you nobody. shop. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not good. Well – I, I guess, great. They understand that people aren't really using it and that they need to focus on the things that people are using and love about the app. So at, Mr. Adam Masseri took to the reels this week to announce that a new nav experience is going to be dropping in the app come February. So there will be no more shopping tab in the main bar. And it's been pretty prominently featured. They've been throwing it down our throats pretty much. Instead, it'll be home, search, create, reels, and profile with create being front and center as it should be. That's the point of the app is to create something and share it. Um, It aligns with their goals. We talked about them. I think it was last week, maybe the week before. They're trying to simplify the experience and really focus on inspiring creativity, helping people discover new things and spark connections, which all sounds very lovely, but it was a preface to this, right? They're moving away from things that just aren't making them money. And there's been a slow and steady shift, I think, back to pre-Bruno times. Everybody, you know, went full bore on virtual storefronts. It made sense at the time, not so much anymore. So they're kind of pulling back from that. But to be clear, the shopping functionality is not going away. It is really just an updated navigation experience, but it kind of speaks to what their priorities are and what they're It's not going to get better. It's not, no, if they're taking it out of the, if they're trying to hide it, they're certainly not going to work to improve it. It's just not going away. So you'll still be able to run a virtual store. You can, you know, continue ordering products the same ways that you always have if you were using it. Can I just vent for a minute? Please. I put up my first Instagram post in a while. I made Macron's. That's how you say it, right? Close. How do you say it? Well, it's a big item of contention macaron. on kids' baking championship because there's macaroons well, it's not a, and macarons. Look, they're different the things. Difference. Macaroon is coconut. are like, it's yeah, like a coconut soft. And so this is a macaron, right? So Those are the macron. French things. Yes. Yeah. So I made that. It looked, my kids want to make Krabby Patties. So we Those made were mac- macarons. macarons. I saw yes. those. Um, but I put the post up and it's like, do you want to put audio in it? I'm like, this is a, sir, this is a picture. <laughs> like this isn't a video. And I'm like, I get it now why people are turning photos into videos. But on what world does anybody want something that seems like a video that's a picture what are we doing why would i want that it's a picture but if it could be a picture with your favorite tune why i know i know i just you look at it it's it they they were beautiful you did a great job i cannot believe there's no fast forward I, I had to watch this reel of Adam talking about this three times to get me, to what I wanted because I couldn't go back and I would miss it. What the hell is happening? 
Yeah. You can't rewind. No, and no. you can't pause. You can't, you can't do, anything. do anything. So I would what get like a Slack thinking? message about something important, and then I had to go back and rewatch the stupid reel of Mr. Then, Adam Maseri. And then now they're making images with video. It's not yeah, good. Whatever. I'm glad. I'm happy you're happy, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's happy, but he sure puts on a good show. Well, I also take umbrage. Shep poked the bear last week. Yeah, I don't but, know like what. I, why I'm so last week, Chef's like, oh, we don't have a take of the week. Oh, can you do a take of the week? I'm like, all right, sure. And then it just got me all. I'm, 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 I'm Who's like, the bear in this scenario? Is that you? And then little did I know that like that pine cone tweet was going to come out. So oh, we didn't yeah. need a take of the week. <laughs> that, <laughs> it was the best. The that pine cone tweet came out clip. for me, though. Yeah. Because I'm, yeah. she's like, oh, you're right. Yeah. She's like, hey, can you, can you, do you have anything to say about this? I'm like, oh, I have lots to say. And then I couldn't shut <laughs> up. And I made a blog post over at Search Engine Land. And of course, this is about the auto applied recommendations with the remove redundant keywords where people had opted in to an auto applied recommendation saying, yes, I'd like to remove redundant keywords of the same match type in an ad group. And then Google, as of uh, January 19th, is going to say that if you have opted in to remove redundant keywords on those match types, they're now saying, oh, well, it's going to remove the more stringent match type and leave the broad match match type. So now it's going to cross match types. Obviously my uh, issue and everybody else here's issue is that you're changing the rules that somebody had opted into after you had opted into something. Mm -hmm. I think everybody under the sun says this is completely fine, but it should be a different recommendation that you opt into. And so then I went out and I put out a post on search engine land saying it's time to reassess Google ads recommendations. Um, and so here's a little bit of follow-up here. And just for the record, this is coming from me, the 2022 Clocksker winner for the most pro-Google marketer of the year. This, so this really pained me to write. But I think it's fair. The most pro-Google, fact or fiction? Fact, but the, cat, the nomination itself was loaded and kind of a joke. The, was there voting? Yes. Okay. So... Mike Ryan followed up on this, and this is a new development here. So just to hear, see a little bit behind the curtain, he wrote one of those like notes app ones that pro athletes write when they really messed up. He couldn't fit it in a tweet, so he has a big old notes app there. And he says, I'm just wondering how to, if how to avoid situations like this in the future. Um, our first exposure with this was a completely uncommunicated test, which then got explained as a bug with compensation potentially due which then kicked off huge efforts on our side, got re-engaged, and finally it was clarified as a test. So he saw this happen. It was communicated to him that it was a bug. There might be compensation back. And then they said it's a test. He goes on to say, it left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Put it in the oven a few months, and hurrah, the feature is launched with a short corporate marketing blurb about benefits and not enough real information. Now rectified with a Twitter thread. And this was in response to Ginny. Google's PR uh, person essentially now. Um, and so goes on to talk about it a little bit more, but apparently you may have already seen this as a test. Ginny then went through and responded and uh, did confirm this. She says others noted. It's a very thoughtful response. Um, I understand your point of view. I'll tr There's more in there too, but I'm just recapping. I understand your point of view. I'll try to address your note and share a bit of perspective from my role now. It went, the test went through a couple of iterations and was in fact paused for a period early on due to implementation bug and other initial feedback before restarting with several modifications and running for several more months. If this is a test and you are changing what somebody opted into, you need to be very clear and communicate that. This is almost worse, that they're doing all this recommendation testing before they launch it. Is it not me that's like, mm. I get it. You're saying you got 14 days and we're changing it. I don't agree with that. I think it's a dangerous precedent to do. I don't think you should be able to change what people opt into. But this is almost worse. Yeah, because they were just doing it. To say, oh, we did a test. We didn't tell you about it. We changed all these rules. We didn't even give you 14 days. We just did it to your account. And the reps are so confused. They're like, there might be compensation due because this bug is glitching out so much. This is worse. Am I wrong? No, no. at least I didn't even think about that. Last week we were like, oh, people could miss the email. Right. But if this was just happening yeah. and you're not diligent looking in your accounts, you wouldn't notice that those were gone. If but someone is saying, Google Ads, you can do something on my behalf and make a change 
I'm opting into this. You cannot change the fine print there. But then it's not even that. It's not, it's, it's saying I'm doing it without telling you that I'm remodifying. Like you're doing this. Yeah. Test or not, it's happening to the yeah. account. And everybody's like, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, yeah and, and so then Jenny went on to say, uh, one modification was excluded from the test advertisers who had enrolled in before the experiment began. In other words, accounts enrolled in um, auto-applied recommendations at the start of the experiment weren't impacted and the rec was unchanged. We run many experiments across, experiments across Google Ads products on average 50-plus at the same time and do not alert advertisers that would bias results and overwhelm people with communications. That's scary. That is scary. What's happening right now to our accounts, you guys? Just don't opt into anything. I, I Should I write another post about this? Like, what is happening? It is worse. This makes it worse. Do you, do you agree? I had an ad audiences for reporting, and I turned it off. Because it was supposed to be, like, just it observes them so you can see. Didn't sound scary. They can do whatever they want. Last week I thought you got an email. Now they're testing things without emailing people. They don't want to overwhelm you with communication or bias their results. That is the best spin so far in 2023. It's great spin. Not buying it. It's good spin. Next up in the news, Mike Ryan and the team at Smarter E-Commerce have done something really incredible. Yet again, they are giving us more insight into placements in PMAX. So as you probably know, PMAX reporting is basically useless and the placement reporting is definitely not an exception um you can try to be sneaky and add a segment to see places in your reporting and everything is just going to come in as cross network and you don't get any information about where your ads are running and mike ryan starts this post on linkedin which we will have a link to in the show notes discord all the places you can join us at community.marketingoclock.com um he's really eloquently talking about why this is a problem and everyone should definitely check out the post but, you know, just my less eloquent version is this is really annoying because, first of all, people don't know what they're buying. You don't know if these are running on YouTube. You don't know if they're running in search. You don't know if they're running in display. So, like, that in and of itself is problematic. Then you don't know what's working. So you could have a YouTube placement that's working really well and converting and is relevant to whatever your business is, and you would never get that insight to, like, improve your campaign or use it in other campaigns. And then you just don't know how you can improve anything or use this in your account. So they looked at 500 accounts advertising using PMAX and benchmark the share of impression, impressions per placement type. And they have a breakdown of a hypothetical average PMAX campaign. And according to their data, it says 53% of impressions are for web display. 16% is on apps. And 31% is Google owned. So that's kind of a big bucket too because it could be YouTube or Google search. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is a lot more insight than we ever had in the past. At least we have an average. Yeah, and this is great if your client comes to you or your boss if you're in-house and is like, all right, for these PMAX campaigns, I'm willing to try it. What's it going to look like? These numbers are great. We have something to work with here. And then I think the other big thing is that a lot of folks really have looked at this like, hey, this is, uh, you know, really going to take over shopping or traditional shopping. And when you look at this and you see that 31% are on Google owned and operated uh, sites, like a, like search is one of those, YouTube, um, Gmail, things like that. You know, that's far lower than you would think, knowing that there's 60, uh, 69% that's apps and web display. Like that's a huge number. Yeah. And the missing piece of this is we don't know what it's targeting. Like I bet the web display and apps that are working are probably a lot of remarketing. Right. We would have no idea. And unfortunately, Mike and the fine folks over at Smarter uh, E-Commerce, they haven't figured a way out to, to find out where the ads are showing, as you talked about. That's always like, the, that's the one thing that it would be so great because as marketers, <laughs> we can then take that and get more of it. Mm -hmm. But at least we have something I guess, from Mike. So there's that. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Thanks, Mike. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. 
you make the call. This week's Take of the Week comes from Daniel Parscale at Daniel Parscale on Twitter. And this is a little bit of an ode to PPC Greg who thought about this initially. And Daniel says, when I select this, at Google Ads should really stop showing the recommendation to me. And it's when he's dismissing a recommendation and it says, tell us why. Optional, right? So you're going through, you're telling him why, you're helping out. And you say, this is not relevant for my business. And that's the radio box selected. Daniel goes on to say, every week now, I have to go in and re-dismiss the same recommendations so that I won't get yet another reminder from my rep about how my OptiScore is trending. What a waste of time. I do this for all of our accounts. I found there's a way you can do it a little easier than others. Thanks, mm-hmm. BBC Greg. Appreciate that. Secret sauce. Yes. Why would they show this again ever? If you click the box, this is not relevant for my business. Why don't you Google just get rid of that box? Yeah, they're not listening. You to should it. never surface this recommendation again. If it's not relevant for my business today, it's not going to be next week. Right. It's not, I will do it late. Like I get it. I will do it later. Cool. Give me that reminder again. It just shows you that this is a money grab. These recommendations are a money grab. Optimization score is trying to shake every nickel out of your pocket. There's no dismissal. There's apply all. Everybody thinks I'm nuts. Or there's no, never show me this again. What is it? This is irrelevant for my business. That's them just trying to make you feel good. But you would think they would just get rid of it if it because the fact you have to go in and I just get I just got alerts today. Your optimization score drops on optimization. I can go in. This is not relevant for my business. And then next week, this is not relevant for my business. You're wasting people's time. Uh, You on that Twitter account, the Google Small Business that pretends you like small business. Why don't you just take? a little bit of pain away from people who are dismissing this nonstop. It's not relevant for the business. It's not going to be. Now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. I See Why Am I, people. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I See Why Am I, people. This is a tip from Frazier Andrews at PPC underscore Frazier. He says, PSA, if you're running DSAs, targeting groups of URLs with URL underscore equals and have a client with a history of making site amends without consulting you, please change to URL underscore contains and pop landing page checks onto your weekly auditing list. That is a great little workaround. So hopefully if they are making changes, they're not too drastic (laughs) and the contains will capture whatever you need. Thank you, Frazier. Before we get into our lightning round, we wanted to remind you that if you're looking for more SEO news and insights, you should definitely be checking out Wix's Serps Up podcast hosted by Crystal Carter and Morty Overseen, two Klocksker nominees slash winners here for 2022. This week, they released their 20th episode, which really is a big milestone. Like we know how much work it is to put these shows out every week. And I think it just goes to show that they're committed to this. They're going to be putting out quality content for weeks and weeks and years to come, you know. So it's a good time to subscribe and catch some great SEO insights here in 2023. And this week's episode is about how to adapt to Google SERPs changes. And they have a little guest cameo by the one and only Lily Ray. So it is definitely not one to be missed. Again, there are now 20 episodes in their inventory ready for you to binge after you finished our episode and not a moment before. Please be sure to subscribe to Serps Up wherever you listen to us or you can catch them on the Wix SEO Learning Hub at wix.com slash SEO slash learn. And they have a lot of amazing resources there. So check it out. Thank you, Wix. Now it's time for this week's Pew Pew Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts, paid, organic, and social. Getting into our lightning round here, first up in paid, we have some news that will make you smile, I hope. Local university is reporting that dental is now available (laughs) for local service ads. I thought it was just going to be really good news. No. (laughs) Got it. Unless you're scared of your dentist like me. Um, This is only available in the U.S. right now. If you are a dentist, this article on localu.org, and we'll have it in 
Discord, newsletter, all the places. It has a lot of great info about the verification requirements, even cost per lead estimate. So I definitely remember checking it out. They also have all the services that you can advertise and it is bleak, you guys. It is bad. <laughs> This is like nightmare fuel. So some things you can advertise in your LSA are bad breath, chip <laughs> tooth. <laughs> I chipped my tooth at the gym the other day. What? I don't know I was how doing I clean and jerks. And, what? And I it's your first problem. The... <laughs> Jess is kind of a clean and jerk. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. No, but I oh, hit the bar yeah, hit, hit my chin. I was going up and I chipped my tooth. Oh, I, I have can't tell from here. Like a weird spot and I don't know how it happened. It's driving me nuts where I feel like I got a little chip. I have one too because I always hit my mouth in the exact same spot every time I bring a cup to my face. Oh, you should go find a uh, Google guaranteed dentist here. I feel like this is great for people that are dentists by trade and digital marketers by passion. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> digital information world. You're not supposed to say that. Also completing tooth infection. I just don't want anything to do with these, but I'm happy for the dentist. Next up here, David Kyle at David Kyle tweeted, if you are running shopping only, he's using quotes, <clears throat> performance max campaigns, you may want to check again. Just discovered Google added its own terrible automatic titles and descriptions <laughs> and has been serving them as search. All auto apply settings were deactivated. That is scary. So if you have Pmax running for anything, just like you never know what you're going to get. So buckle up. But that was supposed to be like the smart shopping workaround. Yeah. Where mm -hmm. you put it in as long as you put absolutely nothing in your assets, it should just pull the feed in. But now it's just making it up if, if David is right here. That's scary stuff. Filling in the gaps, yeah. More scary stuff. Julie Bacini. I feel like she is always reinvigorated at the start of the new year. Like, I don't know if she like goes on some trip and comes back and she's just mad again. But like, I remember last year. <laughs> That's what year, vacations do for most Last folks. year, yeah. like Salt J originated in January. It's true. So she's back at it, everybody, from I, her Neptune Moon account. I think she's just like refreshed and is like just not happy. She's not having it. Yeah. I don't blame her. Oh, wait. I'm just realizing this originated on December 15th my birthday, the mm. year of our Lord, 2022. So I guess this is the end of the year. Sorry, Julie. Anyway, here's a tweet. Well, this is some bull heck at Google Ads. I literally cannot have more than three RSAs in an ad group, even if some are paused. Editor will not upload the new versions I made of two existing RSAs for each ad group. Hashtag PPC chat. So there was a lot of back and forth going on in the replies to this. And Ginny was chiming in from her at ads liaison an account saying she looked into it. They couldn't replicate it. And a bunch of people were saying, Ginny, it's happening to me too. Mm -hmm. So it seems like a big problem. Ginny responded again this week and said, hi, all looping back here. One, to confirm, you can have multiple paused ads in an ad group. The limit is on three enabled RSAs. Two, we found a bug when editing ads in a draft or experiment campaign. A fix is in progress, but in the meantime, a workaround is to pause an ad, edit, and re-enable. A lot just, of people... We're taking all of our resources, trying to figure out how to mess with your auto-applied recommendations you opted into and change yeah. all that and things that actually matter. Who cares? You know, we got a workaround. Just to find your ad, pause the ad, edit the ad, re-enable the ad, dummy. When it's so, you know how many ads some people have? It's hard to find that. So stupid. Yeah. Hate it. Also, give us more ads. Yeah, why? That'd be nice. Have, like, what's the point of that? What are they gaining they from that? They don't want you to Shut test up. things. The they don't want you to anything? do one all pen. They don't want you to do one no pen. They don't want you to do one with some pens and do another one with different pens. They don't want you to test anything. They don't want you to have any control. They want it to be up to the machine learning and the AI and everything can be peachy keen. But at the same time, they can't even get their ads to work right. So and they can only work with three at a time. So really trust that. Mm -hmm. From Search Engine Land, Microsoft and Big Commerce are teaming up on a new marketplace ads and listings product. So this new partnership is called Microsoft Ads and Listings in the Big Commerce Marketplace. Aptly named. <laughs> um, the new collaboration enables big commerce merchants in the US, UK, Australia, and New Zealand to directly integrate 
their stores and reach Microsoft advertising audience of more than a billion people. And then it says how it works. Big commerce merchants can synchronize product catalogs directly to Microsoft Merchant Center. They can then create shopping campaigns to promote product catalogs and track campaign performance without leaving the big commerce control panel. So I'm not a big commerce person. Don't take my word for it. But it sounds like this would be a pretty big opportunity for them. And let us know how it works for everyone. You small commerce? I'm not any kind of commerce. Meta has an update on their ads fairness efforts. So they are working with the Department of Justice to develop new technology that distributes credit, employment, and housing ads in a more equitable way. This is really, really technical. It's part of their settlement with the DOJ, but essentially it ensures that the audience of people who actually see an ad more closely resembles the audience that is eligible to see that ad to try to make sure that everything is equitable and you still can't target based on zip code, demographics, anything like that. So there's a nice video explaining how it works if this applies to you. Again, it's very, very technical and I wouldn't want to mess it up. So we'll have it in Discord in the newsletter. And more news from Ginny Marvin from her at Adsley's on Twitter account. She has more PMAX updates for us about trying to figure out how it works and none of it ever makes any sense. She says PMAX isn't, quote, favored over search. If you are running search in PMAX campaigns and the query isn't identical to a keyword or misspelling in your search campaigns, then ad rank is used to determine which ad serves. And a lot of advertisers who are running PMAX and other campaigns would disagree, Ginny, but this <laughs> that's to, the official word from Google. To be fair, what she wrote here is incorrect. This is not accurate. PMAX, she says PMAX isn't favored over search and favored is in quotes. Um, if you're running search and PMAX campaigns and a query is identical and eligible, Isn't. which is what she's missing. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. But you have to be eligible. And that's where the problem comes so in. So can't be like... Where PMAX is this, this all-in-one, it might not be favored, call it preferred, call it whatever you want. It can do whatever it wants to do. Nobody knows how it works. Um, and it can say, I'm now going to make this eligible because I'm Pmax and it has to be eligible because it's the, it's the preferred ad type. So in reality, if you have something that is an identical match, which is not a match type, it's just a word they made up. And it, the term is eligible at the moment means it has budget, the quality score is the right way, nothing else is bumping into that keyword, then it will serve over Pmax. But she didn't include the term eligible in here. Very important stipulation. Next up from Rachel at PPC Rachel. She tweeted, are telephone numbers allowed back in description lines in Google Ads? Auto recommendations have suggested the number is added. It's like being back in 2012, except with auto applied recommendations. I'll add that, Rachel. Except you can't even do it. <laughs> you try to do it, won't allow it to come yeah. through. So our guy, Chris Ridley, <laughs> chimes in. Oh. He says, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> Give me 10 minutes. I just tried adding a UK telephone number to pre-existing ads and got this warning when I tried to save it. This suggests that it's not allowed or it has recently been made allowed, but Google's automated flagging system hasn't been updated. And then Davis Baker at, replied from his at Davis Baker account and said, pinged her up about this a few months ago. She said that it was an error and shouldn't have been recommended, but I like the idea Chris Ridley has to see what happens if you try it. So to confirm, a recommendation was made to put a telephone number into ad copy via the machine learning. Which you can't do! Which you can't do. When trying to put this through, you will get an error. But we all should just trust Performance Max, and we all should just trust everything that happens because their machine learning AI is so smart, as we clearly know. So I wonder if she... Yeah, did applied the recommendation if that would have worked I'm just curious I'd love to know recommending things that are illegal it makes me so <laughs> mad I think it's against terms of service yeah. I don't think there's jail time associated with putting a phone number go to jail there should be. do not pass go <laughs> okay next and finally here we have an article from the Wall Street Journal for the first time in nearly a decade the two largest players in online advertising are no longer raking in the majority of U.S. digital ad dollars. 
Google and Meta accounted for a combined 48.4% of U.S. digital ad spend in 2022, according to estimates from research from Insider Intelligence. Their combined U.S. market share hasn't been below 50% since 2014. Wow. And the article has, like, this big thing about TikTok and streaming in the headline, but really there's this, like, big other segment that's taking up a lot of it and then tiktok is like a tiny tiny little sliver and amazon is much bigger but it's a big deal i guess together they were always taking up 50 percent or more and now they're below 50 percent. yeah and it's not surprising you're taking your product and you're f- out <laughs> right like you're making your product worse on purpose people are gonna go to something that's better <clears throat> seems logical you know, you're, it, there's no innovation happening anymore. There's nothing. Everything is, everything is, had another thing. I'll, I'll save it for a take of the week next week. The relationship between Google and advertisers is like a combative one now. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, it's not cooperative. Yeah. Like all, all any of these companies has to do is be cooperative and try. Google hates their advertisers. <laughs> they have disdain towards people giving them money. There's pure vitriol and hatred towards the people that are funding their paychecks. Why do you, do you think it's going to go up? No, it's going to go down next year. It's going down. You have better news for us in organic, Craig? <laughs> yeah, I do. If you are one of those Google Analytics 4 nerds, um, there are now 12 new dimensions and metrics that you can play around with. So it is in the Explorations tab and the Data API. Good luck getting that one to Looker and having any kind of calls on that. But there's item affiliation variant, item added to cart, items checked out, uh, clicked in a list, a lot of kind of shopping stuff. Uh, It's over on Search Engine Land. Nicole Farley has a good write-up over there. And then there's some new naming conventions. It's kind of minor stuff, but things like add to carts is now it's got spaces in there um so if you're using anything and it's like calling that i don't think there's going to be any issues at all but it's just some some different names on on some of those items so um check it out search engine land um sketch covered there from barry schwartz over on search engine roundtable there is a new research paper that says seo practices tend to be very low quality no duh mm-hmm. right like isn't that the that's like the whole thing that's why seos get a bad rap is because and i'll read right from the article it says attempts at search engine optimization documents that attempt to perform seo tend to be flagged as very low quality this is intuitive since these texts tend to simply string a series of keywords together and therefore incoherent furthermore we found a moderate number of product pages and professional profiles that also attempt to perform some form of seo whatever they're saying it's not high quality i'd say for the most part people that are only focused on seo aren't focused on content aren't focused on the user experience and the best possible outcome and content and everything a lot of low quality seos don't look at that stuff so not news to me here maybe it's news to you okay microsoft is talking about investing 10 billion dollars to be a 49%, the, the numbers are a little weird. There's like some caps and get their money back and then there's like a revenue cap, but $10 billion to be a 49% owner of ChatGPT or mm. the OpenAI product ChatGPT. I wonder if ChatGPT wrote the terms and conditions. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Better read this. Um, so it apparently, like we've seen it before with you.com last week, we've got another news article coming up about AI powered search. Um, this would be a pretty, I'd say valuable thing. Microsoft's already put a billion dollars into open AI for chat GPT. So this would just be moving the needle even more. And obviously, you know, if you've been on Twitter or social media at all, it's all chat GPT all the time now. So um, we'll have to hear more. It's not finalized, but it seems like it was uh, is pretty close. All right, and from Neva, uh, Neva AI is here, according to the founder of Neva. It is powered by AI and LLMs, or large language models, and Neva's independent search stack to search in an authentic, believable way. Neva is a search engine. It's got different layers that you can, or I guess just different um, 
what you can opt into. You can pay to have a professional. It's free if you want us to be free with ads. And you can hop in, you set up an account, and then you can start seeing the Neva AI rolling out. The one thing that was a little bit wonky with Neva AI is it doesn't happen for every query. It only happens for some. It says Neva AI beta. It kind of types it out like it's on a typewriter if you actually do that search here. And it seems to be okay. Like you can see where it's going. It's still not like the best yet. And I think the hard thing is gonna be using AI and getting some of the, the information that's like super real-time stuff right. Mm -hmm. Because you can only go out and index so much stuff and have it be fresh. And a good example of this was I had asked Neva AI, uh, who's the best bet to win the Super Bowl? And they said, the best bet to win the Super Bowl is the Buffalo Bills, shout out tables, with a plus 420 odds. They're currently the favorites to win the Vince Lombardi trophy come next February. Actually, that's February. But isn't the best bet like a long shot where you could win Maybe. a lot of money? Mm -hmm. But then they go on to say other teams with good odds to win the Super Bowl are the Kansas City Chiefs, plus 500. They're actually the favorites right now. They're plus 350. Then they said the Dallas Cowboys plus 2,800. They're actually half that. They're 1,200. And then they said the Los Angeles Rams at plus 1,100. The Rams have been eliminated from the playoffs. Oh. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that bet. I don't think you can take that bet. But you can see some of the real-time stuff. It's still not the best data, obviously. Um, and I know that ChatGPT had stopped. I believe it was like a two-year period that it only went back to. So you couldn't use it for like real-time stuff, like on purpose. They didn't want that to happen. Um, and to me, that's where it would be the most powerful from a search engine standpoint is if you can get the freshest results. And obviously, that's going to be troublesome, at least with ChatGPT, if they don't bring in the you know the 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 rest of that the rest of the content from like more recent times um additionally when you asked who was going to win the afc this year they said it was the chiefs and the ravens which goes against the bills being the best super bowl bet there so um not perfect and i also put in marketing a clock just our brand name here of our podcast and they neva ai gave a definition based off AI saying marketing clock is a weekly digital marketing news podcast. It covers topics such as SEO, PPC, and social media marketing. The podcast dives deep into the latest online marketing news, studies, trends, and updates, and examines how they will impact real life KPIs. I think I might have written that in 2019. Are you sure? Saying. That's very nice. The good thing is they cite their sources very well, and they kind of show mm. where they pulled parts from. So one of those parts was coming from Amazon. Another was coming from Apple. So um, pretty cool. If you want to see more AI in the search results pages, head on over to Neva. That is N-E-E-V-A. You might have set up an account, but for many queries, you will then see um, the Neva AI at work. All right. Next up here from Darren Shaw. He says, as of February 15th, you will no longer be able to specify price ranges or set custom calls to action and products on your Google business profile. It's for single priced items only. So just- What can you do with a Google business profile? Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were a big fan of business profile. I am a big fan of the idea. But you're, you're In a practice, small business owner. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. Everything about it sucks. You can't use it. You can't navigate it. You have to search your business in order to manage your business. Are we going to talk about your strongly worded email ever on the show? <sighs> I was going to talk about something positive in the working hard, hardly working this week, but I think I'll go with that. So we'll save it. Okay. All right. I have Stay a gripe. Tuned, I have a very strong gripe. Okay. YouTube is going to start sharing ad money with shorts creators on February 1st. Um, up until now, they've had things like shopping integrations, super chats, and creator funds that you could make money on. But but YouTube at the time took all the money made on shorts. Uh, there's new uh, terms that you can accept. And as of February, you'll be able to split the monetization. So um, that is similar to what TikTok is doing. And if you do make shorts on YouTube, hopefully you'll get a couple more bucks in your pocket. Uh, ChatGPT has a professional access waitlist. If you want to use ChatGPT for your business, you will be able to get always available um, uptime, fast responses, no throttling, and then as many messages as you need. So there's a form, a Google Doc, if you're looking to get into that. Uh, at 
Big Rob Energy on Twitter, a gamer bro, is had a tweet out there saying, there's a new feature on YouTube that could be massive, all caps, for all streamers to upload YouTube shorts. Uh, TLDR, if you are uh, going live on your channel and somebody views a short, they can see that you can go live and you can click on the, the profile and get to your live feed. So I guess it's massive according to... Big Rob Energy, who likes Post Malone, the NFL, and breakfast burritos. I like breakfast burritos. Yeah, they're good. Not like, any of those other things. What do you like better, though? The um, uh, uh, like a tortilla, like a what am I what am I thinking of? A burrito or just like am I thinking of fajita? No, not fajita. Tortilla. A breakfast burrito. A quesadilla. Quesadilla. Breakfast quesadilla or burrito. I didn't know a breakfast quesadilla was a thing. No. Give me an omelet with black beans. I love a good breakfast burrito. You can put rice in them, Jess, bud. They're so good. No, I like a, I like a breakfast you quesadilla. Could, yeah. You can dip it in a little um, sour cream, breakfast a little salsa. salsa. It's great. My daughter's bilingual, and she often requests quesadillas, but... Your daughter's too. <laughs> don't get it twisted. She just wants a tortilla cold from the fridge with some sprinkle cheese sprinkled on top, not heated up. Mr. Tortilla? Sounds like Greg's tortilla? lunch every day. That's what I <laughs> eat every day. It, though. Yeah, <laughs> but you heat it up in the toaster oven. <laughs> One carb You heat count. this up, she gets mad. She wants to, to play with the cheese. Oh. Don't we all? Okay, and if you are looking for some information on podcasts, there is a post over on loganbryant.com where he has firsthand scoops from 15 hosts of 2023's top SEO podcasts, one of which is marketing a clock. Hey. So if you want to know why we got started, some of our favorite episodes, things like that, uh, you can get that and from 14 other podcast hosts. And then lastly, if you are looking for a new way to get smarter here in 2023 and are looking for newsletters, there is a definite cosign stamp of approval for marketing a clock, digitaldownload.samtomlinson.me. At Digital Sam, I am on Twitter. Sam Tomlinson made our top list of 50 PPC influencers. And February 26 is when the newsletter drops. Go sign up. He will not let you down. He never does. That's it in organic. What's happening in social, bud? All right. Speaking of never letting anybody down, Jane Manchin Wong at Wong M. Jane on Twitter is always finding things. And this week, she spotted a simplification that may be coming from the bird. She said Twitter simplified, quote, tweets into just quotes and she has a screenshot of seeing that which I guess is fine I don't mind that there's some funny banter in the replies though Paula which is in quotes said tired removing the new removing the view count wired renaming quote tweets so the view count fits better and then somebody else said inspired removing likes and retweets to make room for a tiny graph showing how views are increasing over time so people are just all kinds of feelings over this but whatever keeping it twitter here twitter designer andrea conway tweeted that she's looking at making it easier to bookmark a tweet from the tweet details and she shared a look at what that would look like with a little ribbon at the top right kind of what you would expect from a bookmark but i will note that in her mock-up there's retweets likes and quote retweets. So not quote tweets and not quotes, but quote retweets. So it's a whole third other option that I don't know if Jane is aware of this, but again, whatever, all over the place, not important stuff. From The Hollywood Reporter, TikTok is set to license IMDb data for feature targeting and um, film and TV content. I think that should probably say tagging. Users will be able to tag a specific work and have access to a dedicated in-app page with relevant information about the feature, such as title, cast, crew, release date, runtime, and more. This is coming to the US and the UK first. The link will also include other videos that are tagged with the same movie or show, so it helps with discovery. That's cool. There's something else though. Creators will be able to link to their favorite shows and movies, even if they're not like using it in one of their videos from their profiles. Um, and it could direct interested followers to those respective works IMDb pages in the app. So it's a great way to gather user data, if you ask me. Speaking of user data, though, and the drama associated with it from Reuters, TikTok is 
freezing consultant hiring for U.S. security deal as opposition mounts. And it says here that this program involves hiring a third-party monitor, source code inspector, and three auditors that would be paid for by TikTok but report to U.S. government officials. That program seems to be on pause. Consultants that were up for consideration for the job have been told that the hiring process is on hold and that by the end of this month, being January, that they would be told whether or not they're going to restart it. So who knows? Back to Twitter, fans of virtual gifts should rejoice. They are apparently testing these as a new way for creators to monetize on the platform. It's essentially a bunch of different emoji awards that users can purchase for various amounts, and then the gift recipient can convert it to cash. Jane Manchin Wong, of course, has a list of these. They consist of things like mind-blown, helpful, hilarious, a bunch of others. Fine, whatever, help people make money. I don't like how these look, though. They're like no. 3D. They They've don't always match. Been that way. I, I hate it. Miss Dutchie gets a lot of flowers. What? And they look really weird. You know, she makes the tumblers. The resin tumblers. She doesn't wear a mask. We've covered this. Oh, I don't remember any of that. I just, I don't. The skull guy is kind of cute, I guess, but I just don't like the way these look. They almost look like fake, which I know they are fake, but you know what I mean? They just don't match the flat interface of Twitter. I don't love it. Last but not least, a tweet from Twitter support. They said, see the tweets you want to see starting today, which on that day was January 10th, on iOS, swipe between tabs to see tweets recommended for you or tweets from the accounts you're following. The for you and following tabs replace home and latest and will be pinned to the top of your timeline so you can easily switch between these. So hooray for everyone. Rejoice. Now it's time for this week's W-T-H. Misguided. I hated all of that. I'm like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of that. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly, see what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. All right, this week's W-T-H comes from Ben Fisher over on Search Engine Land, and it's called Arbitrage in Google's Local Services Ads. What you need to know. And I actually hopped on the Edge of the Web radio show. It was Edge of the Web 561 and talked about this a little bit with Aaron and Morty over there. But this was a fascinating article where there would be these contractors using kind of like DBAs and setting up multiple listings for um, LSAs. And they show up as uh, Google guaranteed. And I believe the stipend is um, up to a 15 hundred dollars back if you are not satisfied with it that's what the google guarantee is um, but these folks would bring people in via these lsa ads and pay about 25 dollars a lead or so and they would then say the contractor they were working with to sub it out uh, is no longer working we have a new contract for you so essentially wiping out the guarantee of google by giving you a different name that you work with and then basically scamming people out of their money. The Google guarantee is no longer uh, valid anymore because they didn't use the original contractor. And then um, they just spin up new ones and move on and so on and so forth. And the cost for 1,500 reviews that one of these people quoted was $4,000, which is like I was <laughs> saying on the show, I'm like, that's a deal like you have to like jail but like that's a deal like that's a <laughs> good deal it, but you go to jail um so i thought this was really interesting and it's something that google's just not good at doing things that aren't like wide scale algorithmic stuff so people getting in and spamming with reviews and things like that they're just so slow that people do get taken advantage of because they don't make it a priority i mean there's not there's not a team that you call up for Google Guarantee or LSA ads where you're like, LSA, LSAs, I don't need to say ads at the end of it. It's like SEO optimization. <laughs> um, but there's not a team there that's like, can, can solve this pretty quickly for it. And this is what happens in this case. So if you are doing LSAs, beware, try to report as much as you can and, and good luck. But great article over on Search Engine Land from Ben Fisher. And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. For me this week, I just wanted to send some thanks to our dev team at Cypress North. We, as marketers, have to build landing pages for our paid campaign sometimes, and we have this one client we're using HubSpot's landing page tool. 
and it's supposed to be so simple and drag and drop and we're marketers and it's just not that easy and to make things look good so it's nice when you have a developer and you can just send it to them and put some rounded corners on a form thank you j2 <laughs> jess hardly working for me you guessed it google business profiles we have a client who we have been trying to update their google business profile for a particular location with the correct phone number and we have resubmitted over and over and over again they keep rejecting the change we get no communication as to why it reverts to the old phone number which nobody is answering that phone number that's not their phone number and we are now been sub or, um, suspended for suspicious activity. And I have to appeal this by sending them utility bills to show that we are this location because they keep rejecting. This is the only way that it hit suspicious activity. I'm trying to submit the correct phone number. That's all we've been trying to do for like a month. And now we are suspended and they're not except we can't make any changes to it. And it's like, fix this. Your product is broken. It sucks. It's difficult. I can't get in touch with anyone. And now you want to see the receipts? Let me update it's a goddamn so phone number. Upsetting. It's so upsetting. And this is a client with like a chain of locations. None of the, knock on wood, none of the other ones have any problem. And we updated all of the phone numbers to be the same phone number so that you know, interested customers can have a nice customer service experience and actually speak to us so we can do business. It's infuriating. Can I make you feel a bit better? I don't think you will, but try. Um, Google Small Business at Google Small Biz <laughs> on Twitter two hours ago said, there's no better feeling than seeing positive results for something you've worked hard for. Hands up. <laughs> I... You shouldn't have to work hard to update your phone number. Positive results? Hands up? I put my hands up. I surrender. This is bullshit. Fingers up. Middle ones. <laughs> I, I'm trying to update a phone number to the accurate one. Like, check my website. I'm trying to put the same phone number on my business profile that's on my website. There's nothing shady here other than the fact that you reject it for no reason. And now I have to send you a utility bill. It's bullshit. Working hard is you. Thank you, Shep. Wasting time on the wrong things. Greg? All right. Something else hardly working. Microsoft Ads phrase match is officially hammered. It's not even drunk at this point. I don't know if you're running. Go check out how much is being dropped and the close variants aren't even close anymore. It is it is borderline broadish with the way <laughs> that phrase match is matching. So we're thinking about reconfiguring things here at Cypress North. Um, and almost splitting them out from exact match so that we don't burn through budget. We already can't get rid of audiences. You can put minus 100 in the editor, but it doesn't work in the actual thing. <laughs> like in the, in the web version, it doesn't work. Um, and, and it's just phrase match. Go check your phrase match matching. It's not okay. It's not good. It is not good. It is not phrase match anymore. And the close friend, they're just getting rid of main terms and dropping them completely. We've talked about this for a long time. It's worse this past two months. Mm -hmm. Criminal. And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. Manual research in the search results bringing progress to a halt. I've got something oh, for you. my God. This is getting really difficult week yes. after week. <laughs> This week's cool. Anyone who hasn't been along for this journey would have no idea that you were trying to make a rhyme. Really? Result and halt? Halt's my mom's maiden name. You said by the way. results. Results to a halt. I can't. I'm trying so hard. Last week I overdid it. I, I can't come back from that. Anyway, I'm trying. It's not your faults. Gregory. <laughs> this week's cool tool is the Through SERP Analyzer from Samuel Schmidt. It makes it easy for you to review Google's organic results and uncover the most relevant results to a query in any location. We're talking data on the top ranked pages, content like length, images, freshness, structured data that's in use, and so much more so that you can assess the competitive landscape and work to build better, more relevant content on your own site. It's free to try, and as always, we will have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord, so pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week, an article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. 
All right, this week's must-read marketing article of the week is actually a Twitter thread from Liam Cass, at underscore Liam Cass. A little marketing bro-y vibes here, but he's got something that is 101 mega hooks that are going to skyrocket your thumb, stop, and click their rates. This is just to get the juices flowing here in your brain, right? And he's got a bunch of things that you can use in ad copy and tweet, whatever you want. They're just those hooks to get people to stop. So things like, I saw this product online, had to try it. That's a pretty easy one. Um, why is nobody talking about this? How am I just discovering this? It's just all these different prompts. Um, there's 101 of them. They're free. A lot of times you just need something to get you started. And Liam has 101 of them. So go check it out, community.marketingclock.com, or go give Liam a follow at underscore Liam Cass on Twitter. Thank you, Liam. And now on to our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingclock.com to listen to Marketing and Playlist. Jessica Bud, what will you be adding this week? An oldie but a goodie, Hysteria by Muse. I was really enjoying Dolly Parton Radio this week on Spotify recommendation. Um, so from that playlist, I was listening to Who's Sorry Now by Connie Francis. Speaking Greg's going to love it. <laughs> Who's Sorry Now. It is not anybody that's bet with Greg this year because it's officially over. I ended 56% on the year. All my bets, document tables, documented it. Got them all. Next year, I think we'll probably do like a bet along, see if anybody can beat me. Maybe have some charity elements to it. But everybody that bet with me was not sorry now. And you won't be sorry now if you listen to this song, Broken Drum by Cash Cash. There's a saxophone in there <laughs> that is just life. That's all you Every need once say. in a while, you pull in a hot sax. Sometimes you need the hot sax in your life. And this is the sexiest sax <laughs> okay. just going out there, right? You, you just Are you shagging it? the hot yeah. sax? Yeah. If you need it, sometimes you just need that little pick-me-up. And this is some shagging sacks that you got in the song. Are you guys done? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. That does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week, hopefully. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. Greg has physical paper, and we know nothing of what we're doing today. Yes, it is my first show of 2023, as everybody knows. You already heard about all that. And I want to see how the people at home, and how all of you were paying attention in 2022. So I have 2022 trivia for you all. You will ring in by saying your name. I will then call on you. If you speak out of turn, you lose a point. Okay. And Tables is playing? And Tables is playing. Yep. Okay. All right. Question number one. In which country was the 2022 Winter Olympics held? Why am I forgetting? Don't speak out of turn. Wait. We watched it. Table. Shep. Shep. <laughs> rang in for tables. <laughs> tables, you get a free guess. She rang in for you if you want to go first. All right, Shep, you're out. Wasn't oh, it China? On. China. Okay. One. Shep has one. Okay. Question number two. Queen Elizabeth II celebrated her Platinum Jubilee in 2022. How many years on the throne was she Shep. celebrating? Shep. 70. Shop has two points. Shop is running away with it here so far. All right. I mean, I am in a pop culture. Next question. Which country won the highest number of gold in the 2022 Olympic Games? It wasn't the U.S. Tables. Jess. Tables. Mm -hmm. Canada. Incorrect. Russia. Incorrect. It would be the Russian Olympic Committee, and I think the correct answer is China. Incorrect. Norway. You all stunk. Oh. All right. <laughs> Closest gets it. The world's projected population Just. at the end of 2020 was? Oh, at the end of 2022. Was? 8 billion. 8 billion, right oh. in the nose. Jess is on the board. <laughs> Two to one, Shep beating Jess. Okay. Next up. What was the highest grossing film of 2022? Shep. Shep. 
Top Gun Maverick? Chef is taking a lead. What? You Three. picked these questions for her. No, I didn't. Ask I've hard questions. It. Do you want me to ask you like real, like, who got elected questions? You don't want that, I do you? I don't want that either, no. You don't want that. Okay. All right, here's another one then. Ready? Who won the 2022 Monaco Grand Prix? Is that a question Who's you want? She? What? No, you don't want that. Who's Monica? Um, okay. Jeff Gordon. No. <laughs> okay. I don't know who it was. All right. Another question. Who won the 2022 Super Bowl MVP? Tables. Tables. Uh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Tables is on the board, baby. Who won? What team won? <laughs> okay. Which U.S. company in 2022 became the first company to do it says to do three tr- trillion, but I think to be worth three tr- trillion in the stock market. I want to do three trillion. And this, it's a U.S. company. Correct. Jess. Jess. Google. Incorrect. Tables. Tables. Apple. Apple. Shop with three. Tables with two. Jess with one. Okay. Who wore Marilyn Monroe's famous Mr. President dress to the Met Gala? Shep. Kim Kardashian. Correct. Formerly Kim Kardashian. One of the the, uh, little ones I thought would be too easy is, what was Kanye West? We don't talk about him. What was Kanye West's nickname for Pete Davidson? But we're not going to say that. You don't remember? Okay, let's go. What was Kanye West's nickname for Pete Davidson? Something, Something Pete. Sneaky Pete. Sleepy Pete. You're talking out of turn. Subtract all of her points. All right. No, no, no. Okay. All right. Which Kate Bush song hit the number one spot earlier this year? Oh, Jess! Jess. After featuring, being featured on Stranger Things season four. Running up that hill. Okay. Tables two. Jess two. Shep four. (laughs) As part of the Jubilee celebrations, who joined the queen for afternoon tea? Shep. Shep. Paddington Bear. What is that? I like you could know this. He's not real. They shared a marmalade sandwich. Why would she agree to that? Because she was ahead of her time. May she rest in peace. I have a lot of questions. Why would she? What's wrong with Paddington Bear? Is he problematic? He's not a real person. Okay, Shep, you won, but we have one last. Um, I have one last question here. Um, who was behind the viral one-minute short video of YouTube announcing NFTs in 2022? Jess. Neil Mohan. Neil Mohan. We got to go back to replay. Has that. Shep with five, Jess with three, and Tables with two. Shep, congrats. You paid the most attention in 2022. Thank you. Or the least to the things that mattered. Okay, thanks for that, Greg. It was fun. We'll see you next week.